Coming up, more of this program. Stand up with Pete Dominic, Indy, Sirius XM 104. All right, it's a great honor, and I'm very excited to have our next guests joining us. Uh, she is, uh, everybody knows uh, who our, uh, our guest Glenn Close is. She's an Emmy Award winner, Golden Globe Award winner, Tony Award, uh, Academy Award uh, winner. There's, uh, well, nominee, I'm sorry, like six times, which is a, a shame, and uh, I want to burn a flag over you not winning uh, that <laughs> yet. But uh, we're really excited to have you here. Uh, uh, and, of course, everybody knows your work and is familiar with uh, with her filmography. The World According to Garp, The Big Chill, of course, Fatal Attraction, 101 Dalmatians, television, stage, you name it. She's also, and for our purposes today, we're standing up for understanding and relieving the apathy of uh, that there is around mental health. She's the founder of the organization Bring Change to Mind, which in honor of May being Mental Health Awareness Month is launching a new PSA campaign titled Schizo, and we've got some of the PSAs for you. Glenn Close is here, and joining Glenn Close is her nephew, right, Kaylin, and uh, and her sister, Jesse, also yeah. in studio. Thank you guys all very much for being here. It's really uh, it's really great that you're doing this, great Glenn. Great to be here. Thank you. Um, have you. Have you been someone uh, as, a, as a big, big celebrity, one of the most famous uh, actresses in the world? Please. Have you supported and brought light to other issues like this one um as well or is this this the one that's so close to you this is it you know i i i guess the i have a lot of friends who are you know have a lot of great work and and organizations they believe in but when i came to realize what was going on in my own family that i hadn't been aware of i realized that this is where i should be tell us about your sister and and your nephew and when you learned and what you learned about uh their illnesses um, well, Kalen was the first one who was diagnosed. Oh, really? Okay. We had no vocabulary for mental illness in our family. So, um, and I was working at the time, I think, um, and kind of, kind of knew what was going on. I knew that he was at a psychiatric hospital, um, McLean in, in Massachusetts, and he had been diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder. Um, then, uh, Jesse, um, started to have symptoms and was was diagnosed when you were 47 but not totally correctly it wasn't until she was 51 and the still still I you know I was had my career they were in Montana I was in New York and, and working around and I really didn't know what was going on and it's just shocking to me now um, how much our family was so clueless about mental illness and, uh, and about what it meant and uh, and then you find out you know that pretty prevalent in our family it's you know? I mean like we may not know it may not be diagnosable but most of us at this point you know know somebody if it's not us ourselves do you have other siblings just the two of you no, no we, we have two have, others yeah and and was this something that you had suspected um, whether it be with your nephew Kalen or with Jesse that there's something not right or Jesse did you think that about yourself because I'm dealing with this right now in my family I'm learning so much about it and it's just for lack of a better word, fascinating mm-hmm. to learn all of these issues that, mm-hmm. and there's so many illnesses, and we'll talk the specifics. But Jesse, did you did you suspect that maybe you had a mental illness? No, um, I was born in '53. So really, that... <laughs> look at you, really. So wow. um, I'm younger. There really was. I was going to take a shot, Glenn, but I didn't want you know. You're going close. <laughs> what did you wanna... say? She said, said I'm, I'm younger. 
<laughs> that was a good comeback from a sister. I like that. I like that. Not true. Kaylin, um, Kaylin is clearly the most mature of the three yes. of you, right, Kaylin? <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah, you know, there was no dialogue about mental illness. Right. I was just the druggie, the drunk, the. You right. know. She was told to just, you know, get her shit together for and and find a job. Right. And buck up. Right. Yeah. Um. And she was always the wild one. Um. And that that was it. What about you, Kaylin? I mean, did you did you, you know, being younger and we've had more advances and made more discoveries. Um, did you suspect that there was a mental illness, that there was something around with the organ in your head, the brain, as opposed to <laughs> that you were that you were just not winning in life? Uh, no, I became apparent pretty quickly. You know, <laughs> I mean, I was like, I think around uh, 17, 16, 17, when I started to have these kind of. Uh, you know, uh, problems and, um, you know, that's, that's pretty young. So, you know, my, my idea of who I was, um, you know, was pretty solid up until then. And then it kind of just started to deteriorate. Glenn, how much have you, how much research have you had to do, not only just as their family member, but as a spokesman and founder for this great organization, bringchangetomind.org, that everybody should create a lot of web traffic on? Uh, how much have you had to learn about the illnesses that your sister and that your nephew uh, learned from to be able to advocate for them? Because that, I feel like education is the most important thing yeah. to remove the stigma. I had to learn a lot, and I, I, I keep learning. Um, when I when I first decided that this is the area I wanted to really put all my nonprofit time in, I went into Fountain House right here in New York, mm -hmm. which is a basically kind of a clubhouse and run by people living with mental illness. And so I could look somebody in the face uh, that was living with the kind of thing I wanted to advocate for and to kind of check out my own level of stigma. And, you know, you do kind of have knee-jerk levels of stigma. They're oh, yeah, so, they're so embedded I in had us. them today yeah. um, with you guys, like listening to um, – you do an interview um, uh, earlier, and then and then doing my research, I had to like um, unshackle myself of the stereotypes that that come with us. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. are you sure you're not just a drug addict? Are you <laughs> sure you're not just you're not winning in life? And uh, it's so weird for me because I won't mention the the family member because I haven't asked him, but but in my family, I treated I treated him poorly, mm -hmm. and I feel horrific, and now I treat him very differently and our relationship is so much better because I understand he's not an alcoholic he's not getting you know fire from it's that he's sick just yeah, like and he, he's incapable you know without yeah. without um, you know uh, therapy and, and, uh, and to get better what and are the imp what's the most important thing Glenn close for a family member to do to help because I would imagine we first have to identify and get yes. be diagnosed. Yes. So what that's can you what do you as could, a family member? Well, you can you can seek one. help. You can seek help, and you can be with them every step of the way. Is it hard? Was it hard for you to say you need help? Was there intervention? Was there resistance? Well, Jesse from, came up to me and said, "I can't stop thinking about killing myself." Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, and so that was for me the okay, okay, this is this is it, and I realized that they literally were in a life and death struggle. I yeah. think. The two years that Kalen spent at the psychiatric hospital saved his life. I think, Jesse, the work that you've done on yourself and the knowledge you've gained and the, the support group you have from all of us and also from your doctor has and kept, and sober. your children, and the fact that you have your children has kept you yeah, from doing something dire. Yeah. Is, it, is it real common to just 
turn to drugs before you're diagnosed to, yes. to self-medicate before you yes is that a, is that your experience and this mm-hmm. yeah and you and you did that and Kaylin, you yeah, you yeah. also yeah. in fact it's interesting speaking of stigma there's a lot of uh AA groups that don't like to even talk about mental illness, but now they're starting to open up and realize that self-medication with alcohol is a problem with people who are carrying around a mental illness. Indicator the That's interesting. There's stigma. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge amount of stigma within families. Mm-hmm. Um, self-stigma is toxic. Um, Kaylin yeah. has, says this wonderful thing that you can't hate yourself and heal. And, and what stigma does is, is creates this negative self-image, which makes it doubly hard to do the kind of work. You I have. read this quote today, as a matter of fact, and I wonder, Kaylin, if this applies to you or Jesse, um, about, leave it to me to try to paraphrase a quote, uh, if you cheer someone else up, you'll cheer yourself up. Through your struggle, Kaylin, have you worked with, because literally I want you to call this person in my family and talk to them, have you been able to help others? And if so, does that help you? I try. You know, I try to, to get people. Um, I feel like that's why you're here today. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, an almost unspoken, like, camaraderie. Um, you know, we're kind of these these uh, p- pioneers of, of our own um illness yeah but yeah. our minds yeah. you know i mean sure. it's 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 uh that's a really interesting way of it's actually it. proven um because we have some very i mean we have a world-class group of of stigma scientists who who advise us and i was just speaking to one before we came up but it's actually proven that those who have the courage to come out and there are places there are actually there's a there's a program called coming out strong coming out proud coming out proud um, and that that's on the, um, the, the, the national consortium for stigma and empowerment that, that, um, that action is a huge step in healing. Uh, that is the first step in, in taking, being self-determined about, about your illness and doing something about it. But it's, it's a huge step. I think the biggest, the thing, and I do a lot of stuff with veterans and, 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 and all the, you know, post-traumatic stress and, and traumatic brain injury. And there's so many of these illnesses and injuries that you can't see. Right. But, yeah. but, but they can't see cancer that much either. I mean, you can see it in its latest stages and, and through some of the treatments with chemo. But with, with all the issues that we're talking about here, and we really haven't gotten into specifics with what you guys have dealt with uh, for the sake of time, but we can't see those. And I always say to my therapist, who I don't see enough, this for me is not a stigma. This is no different than going to the gym. I go to the gym, I exercise a few days a week from my body and my mind, and I go to the therapist to unpack that. How, mm-hmm. how, how, where are we now, Glenn Close, on, on, on reducing the stigma on this? I mean, we, I feel like we've made a lot of progress, and, and obviously the I work think, you're doing. I think there's a lot more awareness. I think um, you've got to hit it from all angles. I think people are very aware that it's a disease like any other, but I think there's a huge amount of stigma still, and it's, it's, a, tough, it's a tough nut to crack. Um, and because it, it it actually is a human rights issue. You can say, I'll change my attitude, but would you want somebody who you know is living with schizophrenia to to move in next to you? Would oh, you that's allow them would you allow them to date your your uh, uh, daughter? Well, he's very handsome. Would man. you I mean, uh, I've gotten to know him that well? Would my you, daughter's <laughs> only eight, so no. But that has nothing to do with your would illness. Would you hire them? But Kaylin, you know, would you let them take care of your children? That, I mean, that's what we're talking yeah. about. 
Yeah. And sometimes there are laws that have to be written. Sure. There's money that has to be spent. What about the issue, though? Um, I know I've just got to I've got to let you go. But what about the issue with this? You know, all these school shootings, and so we have this whole idea that that we've got to worry about. I mean, obviously that's a mental illness, but the vast majority of people who are mentally ill are not violent. Exactly. How do you exactly. deal with being put, having that put upon you? Right, that's a tough one. But I have to say that it comes down to the individual and the and the individual's responsibility to to hold up their end of, of the deal, you know, hmm. to not not uh, get violent, to, to be a good person, to uh, d- do what is good for themselves and others. So it, it comes down to the to the individual. Like, let me ask you this before I let you go. What's been the best form? Um, I'm not going to say cure, and we'll work on that. I'm sure in the future. What's been the best form of therapy? Jesse's here. Obviously, it's radio with her dog, which is a service dog. Um, we know about the drugs and and the support groups. What what's been the best thing for you, um, or is it a combination of all of them? I mean, we've got everything time, now. Horse therapy, time, art therapy, time. Time. Okay. Time, love, and patience. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, what's the oh. best the best thing for you to deal with your with your illness? Knowing that my family loves me. So that's what Kaylin said, love. Mm-hmm. Love. Yeah. Yeah. How's your relationship with your son? I ask you in front of him. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And your sister pays plenty of attention to you as well. I mean, she's Glenn Close. Yeah. That's got to be pretty cool. <laughs> right? When you tell people Glenn Close is your sister, you've been doing that your whole 53 years. Glenn Close is <laughs> They your don't aunt. say that. They don't say my, what? My brother, my brother lives in Montana, and somebody comes up and says, I know who you are. And he says, actually, you don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, people come up to me and, and say, I know who you are, Daughtry from American Idol. And I say, no, that's, that's inaccurate and hurtful, I feel. Um, I am so happy that you stopped in today. I'm really uh, impressed. Um, like I said, I'm dealing with this in my family, but I think most people listening um, are as well. This mm-hmm. is a very common issue, unfortunately, and um, bringing attention to it right now, I think that's the stage we're in. And that we the... can talk about it is so, it's Absolutely. phenomenal. And Absolutely. it's okay. Um, I'd like to get a picture with Glenn Close's sister and nephew, if you wouldn't mind holding the camera, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, thank you guys very much for coming in. Bring change to mind, everybody. That's the website. And uh, on Twitter, at BC2M. Give them a follow and uh, let them know you heard them here. And uh, we appreciate you guys so much coming in. The best thank, of luck thank to you. all of you. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right. Great. Thanks. America's Next Top Model. Stand up with Pete Dominic. <laughs> 